Welcome to Solicited Advice to Live Your Best Life. I'm your host, Kate Hess. You're in the right place if you're tired of feeling stressed, anxious, and overwhelmed, or if your critical inner voice is the loudest voice in your head. Join me each week for actionable, healthful, and healing habits based in mental and emotional hygiene practices to help you turn your self-criticism into self-love. And along the way, bring more freedom, serenity, resilience, and joy into your life. I'm a mental and emotional hygiene coach, and I'm thrilled to join you each week to answer your questions and help you live your best life. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today's questioner asks, what's the fastest way to reach a goal? First, I want to acknowledge for anyone who set a goal, or maybe a New Year's resolution, and seen it fall by the wayside hours, days, or weeks later, change isn't always easy. In order to change our habits, we need to make conscious choices to act, think, and allocate our resources in a different way. And for a number of reasons, that can be hard. Maybe you've heard the story of the dog and the nail. There are a number of versions of it out there, but they all have the same ending. A person walks down the street, They stop to talk with a friend. The friend has a dog sitting on the ground next to them. As they talk, the dog lets out a whine. The person asks why the dog is whining, and the friend responds, she's sitting on a nail. When asked why the dog doesn't just get up, the friend answers, it doesn't hurt enough yet. Often, the fear of the unknown, and that includes change, can be enough to keep us stuck even if we know the situation we're in isn't one we want to continue to be in. Physiologically, when this happens, our amygdala, the fear center of our brains, is focused on keeping us safe. Unfortunately, technology and the way we live has evolved much quicker than our brains. And so our amygdala is still functioning from a paradigm where at any moment you might be attacked by a bear or a lion. It views the unknown in our lives with the same level of risk as jumping into the polar bear enclosure at your local zoo. If you want to learn more about the fear response in the body, I'm linking to a blog post with lots more information in the show notes. Keeping all that in mind, the first step in reaching a goal is to recognize you may need to make some mindset shifts to overcome the barrier of fear which is keeping you inert. Now would be a great time to download the worksheet for this episode. You can get it by heading to nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash P2. That's P is in podcast and the number two. Okay, your first step is to write down your goal. Next, a great place to get started with a mindset shift is to focus on the why behind your goal. For instance, we don't usually want to lose weight just to see a lower number on the scale. You might want to lose weight so you're able to live a long, healthy life. Maybe you want to keep up with your kids running around the playground. Or perhaps you want to feel comfortable in your own skin. We don't want to have a cleaner house because we want a cleaner house. Maybe you want it because it helps you feel more comfortable and relaxed in your home. Now identify the why behind the goal you've set and add that to the worksheet. Next, ask yourself, Does the why feel like something that will overpower your resistance to change? For instance, if your goal is to get in shape, 
Is your why strong enough to get you out of bed 30 minutes early each day to exercise before starting your day? Be really honest with yourself. If it doesn't feel compelling enough, dive back in. Is there another why that you feel more compelled by? If you can't identify a why that's strong enough to overcome your discomfort in taking your first steps towards your goal, take a few minutes and consider if the goal is actually in alignment with what's truly important to you. I'm adding a few links in the show notes as well as on your worksheet, which will help you get more clarity on this. And stay tuned for next week's episode, where I do a deep dive into clarifying what really matters to you. For now, I'll just note that when we struggle to find a compelling why, it's often because we're trying to do something that's important to someone else, but not necessarily us. Okay, so now that you've set a goal which is outside your comfort zone and identified your why, you have two paths you can take, the giant leap approach or the little steps technique. Imagine you read somewhere that people who wake up and exercise at 6 a.m. are more productive throughout the day. You decide this is your goal, and you're able to come up with a compelling reason why you want to be more productive during the day. Maybe it will give you more quality time with your family in the evenings and on weekends. However, in this hypothetical, let's assume you currently never get out of bed before 8 a.m. Let's start with a giant leap approach. You set your alarm for 6 a.m. the next morning, but hit snooze a dozen times before you finally get out of bed at 7.30. It's way too late for the workout you'd planned so you skip it and decide you'll start tomorrow. You do this a few more days in a row before deciding this goal just isn't for you, and you give up. Now let's look at the same goal with the little steps technique. You find a workout on YouTube you want to try. It only takes 10 minutes. You climb into bed 15 minutes earlier than normal and set your alarm for 7.45 a.m. That's also 15 minutes earlier than normal. You wake up, do the quick 10-minute exercise, and get on with your day. You repeat this pattern for a week. The next week, you find a 20-minute video to try. You go to bed 10 minutes earlier and wake up 10 minutes earlier. You keep going like this, adding 10 minutes every week until you're awake and working out at 6 a.m. When you try to make big changes all at once, you often set yourself up for failure. However, When you take small steps towards your goal over time, you lay the groundwork for success. We all remember the story of the tortoise and the hare, but how often do we remember to apply the moral of slow and steady wins the race to our lives? So the next step on your worksheet is to break your goal into steps, what feels doable and manageable for you to accomplish starting tomorrow, what feels sustainable for a week or two, What would the next step be? Write out a chain of steps that will get you from where you are to where you want to be. Once each step feels routine, move on to the next step. I'd suggest starting with at least one to two weeks of each step before adding the next in. There are two more pieces to consider when reaching your goals. The first is removing barriers. I used to sleep in my yoga clothes so I could just roll out of bed brush my teeth, and go right to my favorite yoga class, which happened to be early Sunday morning. Removing the barrier of getting out of my cozy PJs to get into yoga clothes was enough to ensure I made it most weeks. Maybe for you, this means keeping a packed gym bag in your car 
having all the supplies you need to clean the house on hand and easily accessible, moving your alarm clock across the room so you need to get out of bed to turn it off, or having healthy groceries delivered each week so you know you have the ingredients to make nutritious meals. Whatever your goal, identify the biggest sticking points and find ways to remove those barriers and make it easier to take each step. Another piece of this process is holding yourself accountable. This is a great place to know what motivates you. Maybe it's simply putting a post-it with a step, your goal, or your why on the bathroom mirror, fridge, or computer monitor, somewhere you'll see it regularly. Maybe you share your goal and each step as you work through them with a trusted friend or family member who can cheerlead you along the way and help you hold yourself accountable. Maybe you set a milestone reward for yourself, something to motivate you to make each step a habit and move on to the next one. Maybe you take your goal worksheet and keep it on your desk, your nightstand, or some other place you can regularly be reminded of your commitment to yourself. The most important part of holding yourself accountable is that you pick something that makes you feel motivated, inspired, and encouraged. If your accountability brings up feelings of guilt, it's time to consider something else. And one more note, we're all human. And as humans, we aren't perfect. That means some days you won't implement your new habit. Sometimes things come up and you might slide back a few steps and have to reestablish habits. The best way to overcome these challenges is to first give yourself grace. I love the saying from addiction recovery that I think applies equally well to habit formation. We're always one step away from falling off the path and one step away from getting back on it. If you let your habit slip, take a deep breath, recognize that it's normal and natural and part of the human experience to not do everything perfectly. Then evaluate where you are. Do you need to simply recommit to the step you're on? Do you need to roll back a few steps and rebuild your momentum? Do you need to revisit your goal or your why and adjust them to reflect your current life and priorities? Remember, the point of a goal is to help you move away from something that isn't working for you and towards something that is. If a goal isn't working for you, it's time to make some changes to it. I'd love to know what's one goal you set for yourself in the past but failed to reach because you tried the giant leap approach. And what's one little step you can take starting today to reach that goal? You can always connect with me via email at kate at nourishnestbreathe.com. My inbox is always open. Thank you so much for joining me today for this episode. Please hit subscribe wherever you receive podcasts. If you've got a question that you'd love to hear addressed on a future episode, please submit it using the form on my website at nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash podcast. I'll include that link in the show notes. You can also get this week's worksheet at nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash P2. That's P as in podcast and the number two. And remember, living your best life isn't about changing your life. It's about changing the way you show up for your life. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Solicited Advice to Live Your Best Life. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave a rating and review wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. 
Your rating and review makes it possible for other people just like you to discover this podcast. And don't forget to check out all of my free resources at nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash resources. I'm sending you a great big hug. You've got this.